Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Renzi. I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. A uh, great question about our favorite sports uh, movies, just going down memory lane about these uh, sports movies. And we got sidetracked talking about uh, a big brawl, uh, which yeah, I think we'll get into at time. Like, uh, just not enough time right now because I want to get to more questions. Uh, Caddyshack, you know, we yeah. talked about, I saw in the theater. Raging Bull, wicked movie. Oh, you know very good. Guy? Raging Bull, 1980. Caddyshack, 1980. The movie I said, one of my favorites. Victory, 1981. Um, You notice, like, a good good era for sports movies and movies in general. You couldn't put out bad stuff in those days. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, North Dallas 40 was um, was 1979. I like that movie. Uh, Hoosiers, 1986. Like, you know what I mean? You couldn't put out you couldn't put out bad movies. Uh, Here's a great sports movie. Sort of a good gambling movie crossover, which was uh, White Men Can't Jump. That That's a great movie. Uh, but nah, it's not a full sports sports movie, uh, per se. Um, Hoop Dreams was cool. You know, that was, you know, it was interesting, but, you know, not in a sports movie vein as well. Rocky's got to be up there. For sure. Uh, I got to tell you, Cam, big fan, big fan of the Bad News Bears. Oh, I love the Bad News Bears. That's great comedy right there. That's the thing. That movie actually is underrated. I'll tell you what we should do, though, Gabe. We talked about sports movies. Get all the listeners. Best gambling movie. Because there's a lot of them out there, too. We maybe Most we can do a gambling suck. movie. Uh, not all, I, I got mine, but I want to save it. If yeah, we're yeah, yeah, we'll save it. Right, we'll, do that, we'll do that yeah, on the yeah. next show. Yeah. Uh, Bull Durham, big-time baseball movie. I like Bull Durham. Major League was real good. Excellent. You're right. Like there's very bad. Like, what are bad sports movies? Like, what's one of the worst? Okay, it's easier to say good. What was the worst sports movie you've ever seen? Sports movie. I don't know. They all. Uh, yeah. They all suck. That movie, The Draft, with Kevin Costner, sucked pretty hard. That movie blows. Yes, with Jennifer Garner. Hey, the Seahawks are moving up in the draft. It's so unrealistic. Like, you know I mean? like, it's just so dumb. Like. Uh, was horrible. Yeah, that movie could have been better. You know one of my favorites, actually? I'm old school, though. The Fish That Say Pittsburgh is great. It's an old basketball movie. The Fish That Say with Dr. J, The Fish That Say Pittsburgh. Rocky's got to be up there. That's a sports movie. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Balboa. Uh, <laughs> so you're, so what was your, your, your favorite Hoosers, huh? Uh, kind of something different, right? What's that movie with Tony Danza? I'm gonna go Rocky. Oh no, Rocky! It's the famous Philadelphia garbage man kicker or something like that. Wasn't Tony Danza? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of those stupid ones. Yeah. (laughs) Tony Danza. He's a garbage man turned Philadelphia Eagles kicker. Another another Eagles movie with Wahlberg too. It's funny how they have these. That's Invincible or whatever. They're I hate those cheesy movies like that. Hey, no offense, big man. Ooh, we're the underdog city. Everything's underdog. Rocky. The garbage man kicker, Wahlberg, too small to play. You ever notice that? We just put our case together. Lionel Hudson. <laughs> the, the plaintiffs win. Uh, it's we, true. Every we, Philadelphia thing. It's crazy. It's always, we're the underdogs. We can go on and on uh, with the movie uh, talk. So Cam says Hoosers. I say Rocky. Good uh, uh, we've got uh, Sparks on Twitter. Uh, I don't know Sparks, uh, but he asked. Uh, 2095 question mark possible. <laughs> I like. Sparks. I don't know. Too soon to tell. Exactly. Self isolation should be over by 2095. I'm not sure. Will fans, <laughs> fan fans, uh, be allowed? All right. Here's our boy Pete. This is a good one. Uh, you know, this this is this is like uh, this is the type of question I would expect Adam Schefter to uh, to ask Roger Goodell before Adam Schefter turned heel. Pete's <laughs> asking me a very tough question as a Bill fan. Uh, tough but fair question. Uh, do you guys think that parades will be allowed uh, by the time February comes around so the Bills can have their Super Bowl parade? Yeah, I, li- I like Pete's style, and yes, 
I think February we're going to have this thing under control. We're not doctors, Gabe, but if they're already talking, the doctor's saying if everybody follows this and we have no more meatheads and stuff, they're thinking a few more months. So I got to believe, you know, we're still months away from Christmas, February, the end of the season. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, I don't know if there'll be fans in NFL games this year. No. Not, they might have fans just for, I have a feeling, want to hear this one? I'd like to make this bet. Fans for not there. They come back like week eight, like halfway through the season or something like that. They could do that. You know, or, or like if the stadium holds 80,000 people, you put 40,000 in it. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? So like literally you social distances. Owners aren't going to want to do this, but if you tell them, listen, you get to sell 30,000 tickets or zero tickets. What's your choice? Right. So if you have, let's say a stadium holds 60,000 people, Get 30? And yeah, you get 20, 25, 30, where you say, all right, literally, like, you sit in a seat, and there's four empty seats, and then yeah. there's someone else. You know what I mean? There'd still be congestion, but basically, that's the way you have to sort of get society back. You have to integrate it, because you can't you can't just tell everybody one day, everyone go outside, you can go outside, you know what, you, <laughs> know what I mean? Car crashes, and people are going to go Everyone's going to run outside, get injured, and end up in the hospital in some other way. It's not like you've got to like stunt it. And also the disease will spread again. Yes. And here's another thing. Guy comes up to me. Oh, they should have closed the liquor store. First of all, are you an idiot? The minute they say they're closing liquor or beer stores, there'd be thousands of people killing each other to try to get in there. It's a good move by the government to keep them open. You just keep, uh, keep, keep them coming in in intervals. If you were to say they're closed, People would riot and chaos, and there'd be mass destruction. So, like, I don't right, understand. Exactly right. If you if you close, you're right. Like, look, they closed uh, they closed the music store. People love music, but they didn't start smashing the windows of music stores. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you shut down liquor stores now, oh, yeah. people in the middle of the night that that that'd be the target. In every city, yep. everywhere, and it wouldn't even be able to help themselves. Some drunk guy would say, "I can't take it." You know what I mean? They need it. Boom. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's on. And it, that, it, you're right. You've got to, you've got to mitigate it. And you know, that's the whole way. All right. So this is a real good question here. And a uh, very, very good question. Getting some good ones uh, today. Some fun ones uh, today. Who is, uh, is this one for us? Who's your guy's favorite NBA player that was undrafted? Favorite uh, undrafted NBA player. And I know it's kind of tough, Cam. So I'll throw a couple out here. Yeah, give me, um, give, me a, give me some guys, and I'll tell you who. I got my guy, and it's a guy I was critical of, but he helped us win a championship. But, you know, Ben Wallace, remember on the Pistons, Ben Wallace. I love he, he Ben was, Wallace. He was undrafted. Well, you know what? He's Ben Wallace used to get, like, 23 boards. Like, he was a monster for rebounds, man, and block shots. John ben Starks, Wall- another undrafted player. John Starks didn't go. Oh, he was not drafted. Not wow, drafted. what a mistake by the. You know what surprises me that wasn't who wasn't drafted? Udonis Haslam. He was a really good player with that great Florida team. I you agree. I mean? Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, he was a good college player too. Bruce Bowen was a really good player. Good, good, great uh, undrafted. Great Wesley defense. Matthews, Jose good. Calderon, JJ Barrera, both. But you know that was different. They were European uh-huh. at the time. Ben you know Wallace. my guy, Fred Van Fleet. Good Little call, Fred Van Fleet. Not, not drafted. Has turned into one of the better point guards. You know, he really is one of the better point guards in the NBA since the playoffs into this year. He was always hurt, but he's been on a roll, plays great defense. He's respected. People like Fred Van Fleet was a big reason why the Raptors won last year. People talk about Kawhi Leonard all the time, but Fred Van Fleet was a big part of why the Raptors won. Yeah, no, I think Fred, and that's the thing. GMs, when you're looking at stuff, we knew Fred Van Fleet was good at Wichita State, right? He has that grinder mentality. Those are the guys you take flyers on. The problem with today, Gabe, is and there has to be a mix of eye test and analytics. But when they looked at Fred Van Fleet, nope, nope, nope. But w- what did that team do? That Wichita State team made Went history. Went to the Final Four, yeah. They didn't lose. They were amazing. That's the thing. you got to look at that thing, too. It's very, very, very important, you know, when you're breaking well, it all that's down. One thing. That's one thing that Masai Ujiri, the Raptor general manager – has been uh, has been great at has been um, identifying the talent. Listen, when they drafted Siakam, I didn't see it. You know, they took him in the second round, Pascal Siakam. Not many teams would be smart enough to get Siakam in the second round. Look at the talent 
uh, that he's turned out uh, to be. Uh, there's quite a few guys. Bo Outlaw was undrafted. I like Bo Outlaw. Ish Smith is undrafted. There's quite a few guys. Marquise Daniels. I like Marquise Daniels. He's I do good. too. Uh, Marquise Daniels was good. I don't really count the European guys because it was a different era then. Yep. Um, who else? Chris Anderson, Mr. Tattoo. He was undrafted. Dude, you see that guy's story? Like, I'm telling you, Gabe, do you, you know his whole story about, like, him getting, like, uh, sandbagged from some uh, Native Indian chick in Winnipeg and trying to, like, distort, like, uh, extort Yeah, him. his life, yeah. His, he's, 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 his yeah, life? Yeah. They said he was a pedophile and stuff, and he wasn't. Like, I feel so bad for the burn man. He got set up. Like, he was dating some hot chick, and then his social media got hacked. Like, it ruined his life. Like, the guy was in tears. I saw a documentary on it. I feel bad for the bird man. I, I wish him well, actually. Yeah, me too. It did. Uh, you're right. I remember that. All kinds of weird accusations that he didn't even do anything. Uh, Chucky Atkins. Remember Chucky oh, Atkins? Chucky Atkins? He's very good. Where did Isn't Chucky Atkins go to school? South Florida? Chucky to, Atkins. Where do you at? What school? Yeah, good you? call. The Bulls. Yeah, South Florida Bulls. Really? Wow. That's my memory. That's Because that's when I started really getting into gambling. I used to bet on South Florida a lot. That's Jeremy old. Lynn. Yeah. He's I not, like as, this, not, not as good as Ben Wallace. No, no. You know, nine season NBA Harvard. I like it. It says accolades. NBA champion. Yeah, with the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> accolades. NBA champion. Yeah. Raja Bell. Remember Ooh. Raja Bell with the Phoenix Suns? He was one of the guys, man, he used to fight with Kobe all the time. I like, like, uh, like all the time. Yeah. Like, it was weird. At the time, people were like, I don't know, who the hell is Raja Bell? But Raja Bell was like, F you, Kobe. Like, yeah. he made, like, that's how Bell made a name for himself, by going after Kobe all the time. He used to get, like, no people used to be intimidated by Kobe on the court, but uh, Bell wasn't. Like, he wanted to fight him all the time. And off the top of my head, I believe Raja Bell was a Michigan State Spartan. Yes. I think he was too. I'm pretty sure. Let's take a look. Raja Bell? No. Raja, no? Says Boston. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Boston College. And Florida International. Did who he go to, I, did he who go am to I confusing him with? Did he go to BC and Florida International? Yeah. Raja Bell played for Boston College. He was on that team with uh, that team that went really deep in the final four. Uh, with Jared, I think Jared Dudley, and uh, whole yeah, yeah, I, yeah, he went to Boston College. Who's the other guy you're thinking of? Who went I to think. Michigan State? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of guys out there. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. can't, I can't believe I guessed Chucky Atkins, South Florida, and Raja Bell, Boston College. It's funny game. I don't remember anybody's birthdays, but I remember random players that we bet on, like from years ago. What schools they went to? Stupid. Uh, Parker <laughs> Wedland asked. If there's no NFL season, um, how are they going to have a draft uh, after? Well, the, the drafts continue. Yeah. We can't get ahead to a draft in 2021 right now. I can tell you one thing, though, about the NBA draft. The NBA draft has been canceled and pushed back. They're not going forward with it, at least right now. They they sent out a thing saying, well, we'll worry about that they, after. They could wait, but NFL needs to do this thing now. Yeah. That's the difference. We well, agree I was thinking about that. that, Ken. Imagine being an NBA player out of college, and you're like, finally, man. Finally, I'm going to get some money here. And now suddenly you got to wait some more still again. And you know what the crazy thing is? Look at all the like the fringe players that are like, Gabe, tech, check your timeline. How many guys are going into the draft? Like guys that are not even projected second rounders. Like there's a couple like prospects. That Stewart kid from Washington had a good year. He declared uh, a couple other guys like, there's no guarantees here. Like a lot of these guys, I'm like, eh, maybe you should go back to school for one more year bef before you uh, decide on this. I'm yeah, not sure. You, man. That's the one thing that, that we are all sort of in this together. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that happens in the world that are, that is tragic yep. and we feel bad for, we empathize, etc. Yet it doesn't affect you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's crazy what's going on in New York, but I'm not in New York. So the thing is, this sort of affects everybody everywhere. It does. From a guy like Tillman Fertitta, who is a hundred millionaire, but really is probably more panicked than you and I are right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Thinking, oh, my God, everything's falling apart, right? To, to like, some kid that's ready to go to the NBA, he's got to wait now.
Yep. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of, like, everyone. No one knows. That's the whole thing. It's not like there's one person out there. Well, that's not true because, you know, evidently the senators that sell $18 million in stock the night before uh, things crash, evidently they do know what's going to happen in the future. But you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, nobody knows. You know, from Roger Goodell's a powerful man. Dana White's a powerful guy. They're not in control of things. As much as they want to be, they're not. And it seems like some people sort of have accepted that, that, you know what, we're not in control. No one knows the future. But like that's my whole point. Whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, whether you're a fan, whether you're an owner, whether you sell popcorn, everyone's in it together. Nobody knows, man. When are we going to be back? Nobody knows. You know what the craziest thing is, Gabe? Think about, like, the sports and what's going on. What team has the most COVID-19 situations? And you wouldn't even, like, put them on, like, the list of 100. Have you seen the Ottawa Senators team with COVID-19? They got half their team out. Like, it's not just one or two guys. They got, like, four more guys tested for it the other day. Are they having benders or, like, what? I don't understand. See, that's the scary thing. If this is happening and these guys are even self-isolating, they're going down to the local grocery store. Eh, you know, hey, man, play for this. Here we go. Like, I don't know what's going on, but they got a lot of guys with COVID-19. Yeah, and it's hard not to, isn't it, Cam? Dude, I've been, listen, I'm in the heart of the beast in this stuff. I was in yeah, the Meadowlands walking around. I know, you're in, yeah, I know. And before, I was like, eh, I was careful, but I was like, whatever. If I, you know, if I get it, I'll be all right. Or whatever happens, happens. Or it's not as, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was sort of, but I gotta tell you, like, as each day passes, I get more sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's weird. Because I remember I used to go to the store. I don't need a mask. I don't need this. Now I'm going yeah. in, dude. I got my jacket way up over my mouth. Oh, no, yeah. No, I used to go. I don't want to breathe anything. Uh, I walked uh, into the store the other day. There was construction workers in there. Yeah. It was, I was freaked out. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like basically, too, there was, like, uh, I don't even care. Like, and I'm not insulted. Like, I saw someone do it to me today. I was in the elevator. They could have made it, and they stopped. Yeah, exactly. You should. And I went right. up on my own, and I wasn't like, "Oh, what a jerk" or anything like that. Oh, it's good. But it, it happened last night. There was there's a couple that live in my building, and they were kind of drunk, and they were getting in the elevator together. And I stood there, and they're Bills fans too. Nice. And they said, "What? You scared of getting the elevator with us?" I was like, "No, no, no, no. I just got to deal with something here." Like, <laughs> I'm thinking, "Yeah, I'm not getting in the elevator." Right? No, <laughs> I don't. In an enclosed spot, like no, no. Hey, here's and another thing. Every day, Cam, it's worse. Before, oh, you don't need a mask. Now they're like, oh yeah, you should wear a mask. Before they're like six feet. It doesn't live in the air. Now it's like, oh yeah, it lives in the air for 17 hours and travels 27 feet. Now they're saying you can get it like people talk and they're getting I it. Know. Like, like every day they make it worse, like by by freaking you out, right? So I guess they're trying to to make you stay inside more, but it's working. And I'll tell you, I watched Chris Cuomo last night, and he, he described having it. Not a good time. He said he had a, a fever of 104 all night. He looks thinner. He, he looks thinner. He looks he shipped his tooth. And I like what he said. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Marenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, as Game Time Decisions continues. All right, uh, let's get to uh, me and Cam's favorite uh, part of uh, the new show, uh, so to speak, since there's no live chat, we're not taking calls, although we hope to get back to live programming sooner rather than later. Uh, Your questions on Twitter are great. Uh, The questions have gotten pretty weird over the last (laughs) couple of days. You're right. Um, These guys... Our listeners are a very different breed. There's a lot of weird stuff, man. I don't know what these guys do on their spare time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've been they, the questions have gotten weirder, but that's what self-isolation will do uh, to people. Uh, but we've actually, you know, and it's almost my back because I said anything goes, but I said you guys are getting weird this week, and they said, oh, all right. So we got more normal questions uh, now. Uh, some pretty good ones though. Some interesting ones actually. And I don't really talk about sports movies because, to be honest, most sports movies kind of suck. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jordan Kovacs, very good question. Favorite sports movie of all time? Man, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one 
Uh, Cam, do you have like one slam dunk that's your best? You think that's like the best, your favorite? It still has to be the best. What's your favorite yeah. sports movie? I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be, if you were to guess my favorite sports movies, I don't think you'd get it. But it's one that I remember from childhood and I went to watch it and I thought it was just a wicked film done wick just in the time Hoosiers. I think Hoosiers was a great, very underrated sports movie. Like, I think it was just absolutely fabulously done. The uniforms, Hickory, like them, the small school against the big one. I think this new Ben Affleck movie is kind of like Hoosiers 2, but in the modern day era, and it won't do the same, wow. trust me. It'll never it'll never touch it, that's for sure. It's funny that you bring up that Ben Affleck uh, movie because talk about a dude that got screwed over. Dude, the movie, it was coordinated to come out with March Madness. Exactly. We're not out of it. They haven't been through what we threw. He's the coach and stuff like that. No March Madness. The movie just, you know what I mean? <clears throat> you know, he's got to re-release it. It's like my band Homicide. We're re-releasing our record because yeah. the first one didn't get enough splash. <laughs> no, we didn't do it properly. Well, you know, the timing wasn't right and everything like that. But, um, well, listen, you're a golf guy. So, yeah, I, you know what? I saw the movie Caddyshack in the theater. Oh, it's awesome. I love Caddyshack, too. Like, for comedy, I, I, I'm i just talking about, like, for the broad spectrum. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, history and real and all the other stuff. Uh, I even thought Tin Cup was a good movie with Kevin Costner, where he absolutely fre freaks out and puts a million in the drink and didn't even care about the money, just wanted to make the shot. Like, there's a lot of good sports movies, Gabe. But uh, Hoosiers is kind of the one that I remember just because I, I was younger and that movie really inspired me. You know what movie I've never seen? I've seen it in bits and pieces on TV, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. And I don't know why, because I watched it live. Um, and it wasn't even live in the United States, but it was live in Canada at the time. The, the Miracle on Ice, 1980. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And I liked the story. I was a big Jim Craig fan when I was a kid. But the movie Miracle, pretty intense. Like, uh, I heard Scotty Farrell talking about how that's his... Uh, that's his favorite sports movie. I remember he was talking about that like a month ago or something. He's a big hockey guy. But, you know, he was talking about how good that movie is. You know, you've got some serious ones. Some, you know, I'm just sort of looking here to refresh my mind. Chariots of Fire is a serious one. Chariots of uh, Fire is a good movie. I Very saw good. that movie in the theater when I was a kid. I was 11 years old. I hated it. The best yeah, I, of that. I, I think I shot a cannonball run the week before. I like that. Hey, yeah, cannonball like run. Yeah, now, now, cannonball run's a great film, but I'll tell you, no, remember on SCTV game where they did those parody gags? Chariots of eggs. And they had them running with like eggs on spoons to like the finish line. They were mocking that movie big time. But there's so many good sports movies. Movie it's hard to Rudy, narrow it down. Rudy's an okay movie. Rudy's I chirp it. You I chirp it. You can't put it like the best, though, I don't think. Um... You know, it was a good movie, and shout out to our boy, you know, Martino, uh, one of the producers uh, here. Um, he's a big soccer guy. I don't know if he knows the movie. I don't know if you know it. It's called Victory. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's old school. It's old school. I think Sylvester Stallone's in it. Um, Pele was in it. I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah, the movie Victory, real, real good. Uh, Bend It Like Beckham was real big, but that's I, not really... I like that movie. movie. I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. Right, I, I, yeah, I, so it's funny. I'm looking at uh, list of best sports movies in the movie Victory. Based on the Hungarian film uh, Two Halftimes in Hell, um, stars Michael Caine, Sylvester Stallone, and Brazilian superstar Pele. See, aren't you sold already? Oh, very much so. Yeah, Pele can do it all. So listen, it's Michael Caine, Sylvester Stallone, and Brazilian superstar Pele as World War II Prisoners of Wars who are going to use a match against the Germans as an opportunity to escape. Oh, that's Everybody cool. is ready to proceed his plan when the players wonder if they can actually do more, more good by beating the Nazis than escaping. Like, yeah, crazy movie, man. I saw that when I was a kid. Great, great stuff. 1981. Where do you rank, rank Slapshot? Well, we're going to get to that, but I have to say, as long as we're talking about serious movies, one of my favorite movies and best sports movies of all time has to be uh, Ladybugs uh, with Rodney Dangerfield and Jack A. And it's actually course, pretty. Rodney it's actually, uh, it's actually pretty good. It's good. Let's go, girls. Yeah, yeah. It had some laughs in it. Like I, I know. I remember. I'm like Ladybugs, and I watched it one day. I think I smoked one. I'm like, oh, this guy. Rodney Dangerfield's always good for a couple laughs. Yeah, I told the story. <laughs> I had uh, I had my gallbladder taken out 
like in oh. my 20s, all right? Really? Wow. Yeah, the, the doctor told me, too, and it was at McGill University Hospital, which is like a world-renowned hospital. One of the best. He said, yep. uh, he said, you're the youngest person I've ever taken a gallbladder out of. I was like 24 or something. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, was it my diet? He goes, well, it's kind of genetics. My grandmother had a, you know, my, it's been my family. The most painful thing I've ever had. I thought I was dying. Oh. It, it was terrible. Uh, I had surgery and everything, so... Um, so it was my first major surgery in my life. Not nah, a second sort of, but whatever, like kind of first major. I've like cut things and broken things, but yeah, like this is the first time with a mask and the whole nine yards, they cut my stomach, they put little cameras in my stomach and all that. So, um, when I got out, they told me, listen, you can't laugh and you can't cough. Oh God. They said it's going to be incredibly painful. No offense. And, and they said you, also, those are things you do a lot. <laughs> and they said, <laughs> yeah, they said it's going to split your stomach stitches open. Oh. And it's going to be really bad. <laughs> right? So they were like, you can't. They were very adamant about it. They were like, you can't laugh and you can't cough. Somebody picks me up in the car. I'm out of the hospitals. Of course, they think they're being nice. Yeah. Big fat one burning. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm treading uh -oh. lightly. I'm treading lightly. All right. So I'll never forget. I went to my uh, my mother had this uh, house at the time, like um, like you know in in the mountain. It was nice. It was like a cottage retreat type thing. So I went there, and I'm watching the news, and then after like Jay Leno comes on, and my mother tells me, and uh, you know I blazed a bunch too. My mother tells me, you can't laugh, right? So she goes, you shouldn't watch, because uh, I was watching the news, it was all serious. Yeah. And she goes, don't watch like David Letterman or Jay Leno or anything yeah. like that. She goes, you're not allowed to laugh. And I said, ah, don't worry, these guys won't make me Our laugh. <laughs> exactly. I said, they won't make me laugh. So I'm sitting there, Cam, I'm fine. I'm clicking around, I'm watching TV and stuff. The movie Ladybugs oh, comes on. Amazing. Yeah, about five minutes in, bro. You're I'm like, you're on my not. stomach, just <laughs> looking at Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> arguing with Jack Hay. Like, I'm like, I had to stop watching it, man. I was going to kill myself. I was like, yeah, yeah, ladybugs, funny stuff. But yeah, you brought up Slapshot. Um, like, man, there's a lot of good, right? There's a lot of good movies out there. There really is. The Natural, big, uh, good, good one. The Natural. The Natural is an awesome film, too. It's I'm not going to lie. I am a fan of uh, Field of Dreams. That's that's yeah. deemed a sports movie. I know it's hokey, but I liked it, too. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, uh, it's hokey. Come on. Hey. Yeah, I like hokey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some hokey. It is hokey. It's very hokey. You know the part that gets to me in Field of Dreams? Every time, too. Like, I can't watch it. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's... It's gotten to me a few times. It's not when he plays with his father at the end. And there's cause a lot of those moments in, in that movie. But when uh, when Burt Lancaster, when the girl falls off the bench and he's standing on the line yeah. and he realizes, he goes, oh, you can't go back. Right? He realizes yeah. that. He goes and he sees him. He's got his dream, man. He's back in time. He's he's with the White Sox. He got his shot at the big leagues. But if you remember, his dream, he said, I just wanted one at bat. Yeah. He got his at bat. Right? And then when he steps over the line, <laughs> he steps over and it's like yeah. black and white to like yeah. it changes realities there. That gets me every time. Great, oh, uh, great scene. And then even when he tells, he goes at the end. He goes, uh, Alicia's going to get worried anyways. I got to go. <laughs> he's got a wife. He's been back in time playing baseball. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, my wife Alicia's going to get pissed, man. Yeah, great scene. Great scene. Friday Night Lights is a massive one that I don't know. I don't know the Friday Night Lights phenom. I've seen it, but, you know. I liked it. I liked it. It was very real, but it was almost. You ever watch a movie where they try to do it too good? It's like, uh, I don't even know how yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But it was just a little too like it was good. It was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I think there's better out there. Um, Slapshot. Listen, Slapshot's comedy. It's awesome. It is. It's right up there, right? It's a little niche-ish because it's hockey. So awesome. there's a lot of there's a lot of hockey humor in it, but it's still mainstream enough 
that you know everybody can get it. And I'm not kidding too. And Cam's heard the, the brawl before about uh, the movie is basically based off of a brawl and a league and sort of. And you heard it. There's Brackenberry and Bill Butters going out and now and then Butters got sucker punched. Like Bill, <laughs> Bill Butters. <laughs> what a handle. Guy's name is Bill Butters. Uh, all the names, man. Uh, I got to listen to it again. Just every uh, name yeah. is just like, you know, my guy Brackenberry. Uh, the best part is there's only just not on camera. All right. There's no footage of this. Yeah. It's it's known as the biggest brawl in hockey history. Oh, big time. Like, yeah. it's like it's not even debatable. Like, you think, oh, no, 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 no. This is the biggest brawl. They literally fought for, like, 48 minutes type thing. <laughs> like, was it was, like, nearly an hour. And the best uh, is, like, the one guy I know, John, John Garrett's getting murdered. <laughs> just, just little Cheech got his ass kicked. Uh, have you met John Garrett in real life, Gabe? He is so small. Like, I'm like, how the hell oh, did yeah. you play goal? He's a small guy. <laughs> the best part is uh, my uncle got into it. It all started with him. Like, it started with him in the corner with somebody. They dropped the gloves. They started going. And then it just led to a domino effect. But I don't think you guys understand. Like, it was, it oh, it was, was the new... It was the New England, uh, the New England Whalers. They weren't even the Hartford Whalers. They were the New England Whalers before they were the Hartford Whalers against the uh, Minneapolis uh, Saint Paul Fighting Saints. Yes, awesome. <laughs> You're right. And they they had guys in that league too that the, they based characters on, like the guy who was with the high stick and to carve your eye out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Oglethorpe would be like the goon of that league. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's uh, crazy. It's, We'll get more into it because I want to get another movie because th this story's worth a whole show almost. But it's hilarious. So it starts off with my uncle and a guy fighting. And it's like Brackenberry and Jones going out in the corner. And he's like, oh, no, no, here comes Butters. And then, like, it just started. I forget who the other guy was with the great name. But he went into the – remember they went in the penalty box area? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, no, he's upset. And he's into the stand. Like, Buddy climbed in and started, like – like out of a movie, like grabbing people by the hair, like into the boards type thing. <laughs> like the people were like hitting with sticks. It was like I a think, war. It was a I'm, war. Like I'm saying, if that happened today, guys would be in jail. Oh yeah, no, the, no, people would have been arrested. Yeah, like, I, like well, the a, cops had to come get involved. Yes, yes <laughs> like they can't hear it. Yeah, yeah like so, you know, bang a guy's head off a wall or hit him over the head with a piece of lumber. So the the radio call was great. They they couldn't have done a better job. So the radio call is great. So it's like, Brackenberry going to the corner. And there's a big war. And then Buddy, the announcer, goes, and he goes, and there's Brackenberry just standing there. And uh, he goes, and he's the one that started it all. <laughs> and then a minute later, he's like, oh, here's Brackenberry going out with another guy. Like, Brackenberry literally went, like, around the ice, like, fighting three, four different people. But the real chaos was going on at the bench area. Like, guys, it was old school slap shot style. Like, it was just, like, 20 dudes, like, literally, like, wrestling. And then, like, they would pair up, and then they would gang up, but there were sucker punches. <laughs> like, people, it was violent as hell. And the best thing is, the league had no money. It was a WAJ. They had no money. So they had to take the same plane back after camp. <laughs> That's great. They got on the <laughs> same plane after this, bro. That's the best. And one of the guys said, I guess, like, they were worried there was going to be a fight, like, on the plane. And somebody broke the ice, and they looked at Butters, and they said, you're one ugly son of a bitch, man. <laughs> and, like, Butters' face was like, <laughs> I guess everyone just sort of, like, sort of, they didn't, it wasn't like a laugh out loud, but everyone started, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, like, yeah. they sat on their own side of the plane, and everyone just got pissed drunk drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, they were freaked out. They, they couldn't fight anymore. You know what oh, I mean? No. I'm telling you, though, Gabe, even in our day, we played a team. Remember the Toronto Toros? They're the York Toros. The Toros used to be in the in the league, too. Anyway, it was their team. Like, we had a bridge-clearing brawl with these guys, and one of their players took his hockey skate off and threw it at our coach's head and clipped him <laughs> in the back. Like, it, like, smashed his, like, back of his glasses and That's just missed cut, cutting his ear off. Like, and the thing is, the guy, I don't even know if he did, like, juvenile time or whatever. You do that today to somebody, like... You're definitely going to jail. You can't throw a skate at a guy's head. That's you know nuts. What was big. 
That is, I did, I've never seen that before. Yeah. You know, it was big in my league in our neighbor in, in our area, Montreal too. It was the new area when they forced you to wear the face mask. Yeah, yeah. So it was real big. Everybody can would grab the face mask yeah. and start like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. People exactly. realize they're like, dude, it's leading to more neck injuries. It's more dangerous, it right? Because everyone grabs it or punches you. Dude, I remember with my blocker, man. I used to punch people right in the face with the blocker. Boom. Yeah. You get a lot of weight behind that blocker, too. Well, it's nice and pointy. It's hard yeah. plastic. And it gets, yeah. it gets colder. No, it's crazy, man. Like, I remember when we're playing at the rec leagues game, we, when we got to be adults, we played at the Budweiser rec league. We never wore shields. And there was way less guys doing dumb stuff. But the minute you on, yeah, it's crazy. Hang in there. We got another segment uh, coming up. Uh, more of your questions. We're going to talk some basketball as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci, the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart will return in a couple of moments. Uh, but we were talking about what the NBA playoffs potentially could look like in a seven-game setting. Is it going to be a best of two or three setting? Is there going to be any uh, setting? All right. There's a lot of questions about the NBA, and uh, we've we've got questions. We'll see if uh, Mike Morkanoff's got answers for us. The Athletic steps up, and then Mike, um, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I don't know if anyone has answers right now, though. <laughs> but we got speculation, right? Yeah. We got opinions. But let's just backtrack a little bit. I was thinking about this um, a couple of days ago. Think of the NBA season. Um, Zion Williamson's first night in the NBA. I was in Vegas. I wasn't at the game. So when I said I was in Vegas. I wasn't there. I was going to go. But I decided, ah, whatever. I'll see Zion eventually anyway. So didn't go. His first game, earthquake, if you recall, in the NBA Summer League. There was an earthquake that shut down the summer league um, that night. Like the scoreboard started rocking. Okay. Subsequently, a couple of weeks later, whatever, a month later, Daryl Morey decides to upset uh, China, uh, stand strong with Hong Kong. The sky falls on the NBA. David Stern passes away. Kobe Bryant uh, passes away. Now we've got uh, the biggest pandemic in over 100 years. And everyone's wondering about uh, what's going to happen with the playoffs. I don't know. Is there even going to be a playoffs right now? But I got to tell you, Adam Silver's really, um, he's, he's, he's been very busy this year, Mike. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was at that game in Vegas. Uh, the Knicks were actually playing the Pelicans and Zion in that That's summer That's right, game. it was the that Knicks, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy way to start summer league, and somehow we've only had everything amped up since. I Look, I, Adam Silver has had a, probably the most difficult year of all the commissioners in the uh, across professional sports. He seems to be handling everything uh, pretty well. I, I don't know what you do with this type of thing, though. I mean, when a global pandemic comes around and shuts off, um, what pretty much all business in the United States right now, except for healthcare businesses, I, there's nothing you can do but wait and see and make countless contingency plans to see what might be feasible. And that's exactly right. I mean, we sort of get ahead of ourselves, and this is what we do in the sports business, and also. You know, I can't be negative all the time. I've spent a lot of time talking about the realities of what's going on uh, in the world. I'm in New York uh, as well, so I know it all too well. You know, but people, there's so there's a report every day, oh, they're considering, uh, you know, Jay Williams said the other day, a cruise ship. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, Jay. I thought this guy went to Duke, like a cruise ship right now, Mike. Yeah, like everyone's getting on a cruise ship. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe Vegas, because they can live at Mandalay Bay and different properties. But it all sounds kind of cute on paper. But in reality, and wouldn't you think, Mike, think of it's only been like two weeks like that we've been in this world, essentially, right? Two and a half plus weeks or whatever, going on three. Of, you know, would have been March Madness and NBA. And it went from, no, no, that's unheard of. We can't play without fans to tournaments being canceled. And I fear things are just going to get worse. We know that the count and everything is going to get worse with the virus. So by the time that June and July comes around, I don't know if there's going to be an appetite for basketball. It's like Schefter said, we're doing the NFL draft when there's carnage in the streets. They're, it's only going to get worse, right? What about from an optics standpoint? 
Yeah, I mean, th that's the thing. Like, this isn't like CBA discussions. Can you get both sides to agree on a deal or something like that? And there's a lockout or there's a strike. This is a real world problem, right? Like, this is a healthcare problem. Uh, this is, uh, you know, resources issue. And maybe at some point people won't want to see basketball. I think Adam Silver, when he had that interview on ESPN, I think it was, I don't know, a week ago, three months ago, whatever it is now. Yeah, it all every day feels like a month. Like, you know, he said, we want to put on a charity tournament, get people to watch basketball again. He thinks people want that. I, I don't really know what people want, you know, but you can't play basketball whether whether you can play basketball is not really an Adam Silver NBA decision. It's a healthcare decision. Can you safely get everyone into arenas? Make sure there's enough testing, which there isn't right now. You know, can you take all these precautions to ensure that no one else gets sick if you do it? Let alone the idea, like I think the NFL had this concept of marooning themselves in whatever, wherever you know, in space or whatever to play a 17 game season. How are you, how can you say that you're going to take healthcare workers away from dealing with the coronavirus? To you know, to make sure that NFL players are safe, like there's, it's a resources issue that can't be figured out right now. And you know, I, it's a good point that you bring up. Actually, people don't look at the logistics of it. And I was one of the first people, and people are like, "Oh, you're you're an alarmist." And I explained. I said, "Guys, you don't seem to understand. There won't be sports if the 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 hospitals are overflowing." And you know, you know, you're at a sporting event. I don't, I, you know, I'm just saying to the, the common to the average sports fan that goes to a game doesn't really see what goes on behind it. Every sporting event there's like 50 cops that have to be on call or 40 cops getting paid overtime because they're there. All the cops are sick now. You know what I mean? And they got bigger priorities. And as you stated, ambulances, what are you going to do? You're going to quarantine everyone, build your own hospital there? Is that so? Is that your plan too? And when I thought about this, I realized, I was like, all right, if you're a younger guy in the NBA, whatever. You know what I mean? You're going to get quarantined for eight weeks or whatever and play in the playoffs. You know, I'm a Raptor fan. I'm thinking a guy like Kyle Lowry, pretty big uh, family guy. If you're a player, dude, you really going to want to leave your family? Oh, sorry, honey. I'm going to go live in a bubble so I can play a bunch of two or three stupid playoff series this year that really is bastardizing the, the championship anyways. And I'm going to leave my grandmother behind and I'm going to be in, in quarantine somewhere in a bubble. I don't know if that's going to play out with guys. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like anything that they have to do probably, I mean, definitely has to get buy-in from the union, right? So guys are going to have to be willing to sacrifice whatever it is they'd have to sacrifice to make this happen. And I don't know, why would a veteran, you know, like LeBron James want to go away for four, six, eight weeks, whatever the length is to however they decide to do this. So there's just so many questions that are bigger than basketball right now. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's fair to throw them around because I'm sure the NBA is throwing them around too, trying to figure out when they could get back to having a season. But it just might be... My my personal thought is I just don't know how you can have a season until everything is figured out. Maybe, you know, if you if you play this season longer, right, is it going to compromise the 2020-21 season as well? And then you've got two seasons uh, that are affected. And I don't know. These are all the hard decisions the NBA has to make right now. Yeah, that's why they get the big bucks, right? And we, we just get the, well, we're getting some bucks to talk about. <laughs> they're, getting, they're, they're getting the big bucks to make, uh, to make those decisions. So it's really too bad to, like, man, I love the NBA so much. And I was really, I love spring. You know what I mean? Like people talk about baseball and hope spring's eternal. For me, in spring and summer is the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Like, you know, most of my great sporting memories, you know, NBA playoffs. Like, you know, and that's the thing about the NBA. You don't even have to be a fan of a team to have great memories. Like Jordan winning the, the championship for the first time. I remember where I was in summertime and, you know, just everything. And this year, it, it, we had some really, really cool playoff matchups uh, on, on, on tap. We just went through it on the show a little bit. What, what were you thinking? You know, everyone was like Milwaukee, the Clippers, uh, the Lakers, et cetera. Were you on board or were you thinking outside the box a little bit? What teams were you looking at, looking forward to, to playing in the playoffs if everything didn't stop? I mean, look, I, I was curious to see how the Sixers would play in the playoffs. I know they haven't been that good in the regular season, but I just thought that an interesting roster that could cause problems. The Celtics really seem to be gelling. The Raptors are just to have this great system and this great team that seemed like they would be hard out. Um, in the playoffs, I really want to see a Clippers-Lakers series, you know, probably Western Conference Finals or something like that. I thought those would be really fun in seven games, and that would have been, you know, an amazing way to spend May. Um, that's the thing I think I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, and it's it's amazing, isn't it? Will it, will it ever happen? It's one of those. Yeah. I had, I had somebody tell me Tom Brady will never play a game for the Buccaneers. There'll be no football. He's never going to play a game for them. I'm like, wow, getting pretty bold. Um so listen, everything has sort of been, it's still fresh with everything. We're seeing in the real world, unfortunately, people are starting to get laid off more and more right now. 
the NBA, they're in a weird spot, aren't they, with, with the contracts? They've never been in a position like this. Because I know a couple of owners are like, so what, we're going to pay the players? Basically now, they're not playing, but the players aren't not, not playing because they're not refusing to play, etc. We really are in uncharted territory um, in, in a lot of waters, aren't we, uh, right now? We, we, you know, we were talking about it in the week, too. Uh, Tillman Fertitta, the Houston Rockets owner. Guy owns a basketball team, shut down. He owns casinos closed, and he owns restaurant businesses closed. And already there's word that there's a little bit of concern here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the world looks like when we come out of this. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I, I think uh, ESPN has been reporting a lot about how payments are coming. They, the, the NBA players are paid April 1st. I guess the next, next paycheck day is April 15th, and they have a you know force majeure clause, and that can allow the NBA to not pay them immediately. Uh, we're going to find out in a very perverse way, I guess, about the liquidity of some of the owners, right? You mentioned Tillman Fertitta, who's got yeah. all his money coming from businesses that aren't working right now. And in New York, you know, MSG, it's closed, right? There's no gatherings. There's no concerts. There's no games. There's no anything. There's no revenue coming in for MSG either. And that's happening around the country. And um, the league's going to have to figure out how much do you pay players? When do you pay players? You know, you see this in other leagues, too. You see stuff in European soccer where players are trying to figure out how much of their paycheck do they give back. And I'm sure uh, the same question is being asked right now by the NBA and then baseball, too. You know, the season was supposed to start, I think, last week or whenever it was. So this is this is a univer uh, universal question that we're looking at through sports. But every business is doing that right now. And, you know, you, like, how can people afford whenever we start out? Uh, to have a season again to buy tickets if we have these, you know, record levels of unemployment. And that's probably something else all these leagues are weighing, too, is, you know, where's yeah. the discretionary income come uh, from just to buy tickets? That's a very good point. Uh, you know what? And um, I'm getting ambushed with ads right now for NBA gear. So they know they know where I'm uh, they know where I'm going. And I swear, Mike, the other day I was like, ah, whatever. We're in the middle of a pandemic here and you're pimping me Raptors hoodies. But I'm like, ah, I'll click. Right. So I click. <laughs> I was like. It's like 10% off. I was like, ah, come on. You know what I mean? And then the other day, it was 20% off. I was like, ah. And then I swear, I mean, word of no lie, boom, popping up, 25% off. And I think they might be getting the 50% off. Because as you stated, people don't have it. But I can't imagine there's going to be fans anytime soon in, in sporting events. But let me ask you um, about from, from a Knicks uh, perspective, uh, I am a big R.J. Barrett uh, fan. And, you know, speaking of that first summer league game, so it was Duke versus Duke, right? The teammates played against each other uh, that Friday night in Las Vegas. What was your take on RJ from where he started from the beginning of the year, let's say the middle of the year and, you know, towards the end of the year? Did you see what were the changes in RJ Barrett from an NBA player, someone that watched him on a nightly basis? I thought it was interesting. You know, he had a great start where he was shooting the ball well, and that was unsustainable just because his jump shot's not there yet. And by the end of the year, you know, you saw a smarter player. You saw a guy who was figuring out how to uh, play against NBA defenses. You know, he's so good at getting to the rim. He's figuring out angles. He was figuring out where he can kind of push the issue a little bit. And, you know, luckily for him, the Knicks weren't especially put together well to highlight his strengths and his skills at the beginning of the year. And they were I don't know they were that way either and by the end of March, but uh, they were in a better place at least. You know, they gave more opportunities to be on the ball, more spacing, and that really helped them. And I think he had an okay rookie year. You, you saw good stuff from him. You saw spurts why he was taken at number three. And um, I think altogether, RJ, you know, showed that he could possibly be a, a really good player, maybe an NBA All-Star one day. I think I agree with everything you said. I think we're looking at an NBA All-Star down there. What I liked about him was the aggression. You know, he was a little bit passive earlier. He's a big kid. He's thick, right? And for, for, you know, a lot of times the younger guys, as young as he is, they're not as thick as he is. I like the basketball IQ. Uh, obviously, his father, uh, his father is a lifelong basketball uh, player, and he's been you know, involved with Team Canada basketball forever. So I like the basketball IQ. I like the aggression. And you know what? I think, you know, everything's a blessing in disguise, right? And I'm hoping right now this kid, dude, he's just in a gym taking like 500 jump shots a day. Oh, he's taking as many jump shots as our boy Scotty Farrell is. I saw Scotty. Scotty's posting videos of him shooting shooting ball uh, all day. Because, you know, he's got to work on a shot a bit. And he was in tough. Like you said, it wasn't like they were extenuating his talent. I mean, dude, it was like a weekend of the season. They made him the point guard for a couple of right. nights, remember? <laughs> Yeah, they really need him. They, they put him in tough situations. You know, there wasn't any spacing for him. There weren't, like, shooters around the perimeter for him to make things easier on him. He did play a lot of point guard, like, earlier in the season and later in the season, too. He is versatile, though, isn't he? In a sense that 
I, what I like when I saw him, and I, you know, it's one thing on TV, and it's another thing when you're actually at, at a game and you really just watch the guy. The effort's there. I like, you know, he gets up and down the court. He he hustles. What I like about it too, it's not a fake hustle. He's got the ego hustle, right? He doesn't like losing a one-on-one matchup. I, you know, I think they got something there moving forward. So let me ask you though, and I mean to cut you off, but we got a couple more minutes. No one's really talking about this now. You know, it's funny. People talked about Rick Pitino coming back to New York. No one said Iona. <laughs> no one said Iona. What about the Knicks moving forward? You think they make a splash as far as their head coach is concerned? Uh, they got time to think about everything now. Uh, or or do they go with the status quo? I, I think they'll probably hire someone new. Mike Miller's done a pretty good job as interim coach, but I, I think they'll probably go with someone, let Leon Rose, a new president, make his own hire. The names you keep uh, hearing are, you know, Tom Thibodeau, Kenny Atkinson, who just got fired by the Nets, yep. you know, like right before the season shut down. Um, I would be surprised if it either if either of those guys gets the job. You know, it's it's interesting to be the Knicks coach, right? You're playing in New York. It's a big, big platform. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at all times that you have to deal with. And because... You know, uh, the president doesn't talk. The owner doesn't really talk. You get to be the team spokesman. So that's another responsibility. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a Tom Thibodeau type, someone like that. And yeah. he's going to have to be ready to deal with a team that's not ready to win next year. It's just, what are you buying in? I'm seeing Elton Brand rumors. Are you buying into this stuff? I don't know. I mean, he's in a good spot with the Sixers. I saw some reports out of Philly, too, that they don't want to let him go. I I think there's just—it would be so hard to make that thing happen. You know, he has to be fired. He has to move on to New York. It's probably a little too uh, convoluted to occur. It's a big—it's a big New York thing, isn't it? In which they throw names of guys that already have jobs. Yeah. I'm a Raptor fan. Remember, oh, Messiah Jerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's leaving the Raptors. You know what I mean? Like the right. guy's like—he can run for prime minister of Canada, and he's leaving the Raptors uh, right now. I gotta tell you, when I saw that. Uh, you know, we have a lot of Philly uh, viewers and listeners and et cetera on Twitter and everything else in between. I think they'll say you can take them. <laughs> but why would he want to leave, too? That's the question. You know, like he's he's in a pretty good spot. They have a pretty good team in Philadelphia right now, too. And he'd have to come in and be the number two to Leon Rose. No, it's, it is. But, you know, never a dull day. So, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Dolan, James Dolan, uh, ends up uh, with coronavirus. We haven't heard uh, much since. But you mentioned the workers and stuff. He gets criticized a lot, uh, but I did see, you know, he dropped three million bucks down, right? Which was more than a lot of organizations did uh, to pay to workers. And, you know, the thing is, though, you don't want anything saying anything bad or, you know, then people aren't going to say anything good after, too, right? Like, so it sort of flew under the radar. Um, you know, their messaging uh, can can be mixed, but it was a nice, uh, nice act to give the, uh, the three million bucks. But, Mike, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. We appreciate your time. Stay safe. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. You too. All right, some NBA uh, basketball talk. It's talking NBA, man. Really making me miss uh, NBA more than I already was. You have to wonder, though, what the future is. Uh, hold. No one really knows. You know, these tournaments, this best of two or three stuff seems to be uh, getting out of hand. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.